welcome to the Joy for Ministry podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Today, Caitlin and I sit down with our good friend, Christine Birch. Christine is just a wealth of wisdom and experience. She has a heart for ministry and for bringing people together. You are not going to want to miss this. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. It's Joy here with Caitlin. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. So, Everybody knows Caitlin because she has been on this podcast a few times. And today we are super excited because we are going to be talking with Christine Birch. Hi, Christine. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So excited to have you because you are just a powerhouse in ministry. You are. That's kind. (laughs) Well, you are so kind. You are a pastor's wife. You are a woman in ministry, you were a campus coordinator, um, and you're going to tell us about your role that you're doing now, but you have been so involved in ministry from a young age, and I just think that you are a wealth of knowledge, and we're touched that you're taking a little bit of your time to come on and share with other women in ministry. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And Caitlin and I both know you and love you, so it's just a plus that we get to see you on the screen and have a chat. Well, and it's fun because Joy and I were reminiscing about how we actually met. Joy and I met for the first time in your living room, Christine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we were all at the same church and Christine was hosting a little prayer group for some of the pastor's wives at the church. And Joy and I just hit it off and we've been friends ever since, but it's because of you. Oh, that's awesome. And were you guys kind of there around the same time, like start in that group around the same time? Yeah, so like, I want to say we both came to the church what within like three months of each other okay yep, I think so we so. were both kind of new around the same time yeah. and so it was yeah it was nice there's a few girls yeah. in and out of that group so it's hard for me to remember oh yeah <laughs> when well, people came so absolutely and we should definitely dig into that later I think that that's yes, like one thing to talk about for sure so Christine why don't you just like tell us a little bit about yourself like the 30 second elevator pitch like who are you your family what do you do <laughs> Yeah, so um, I am married to my husband, Rich, and we have two kids. My daughter is going to be 20 this year, which is alarming, and she's in second year of university, and my son just graduated high school, and he's actually interning at our church. His name is Hunter. My daughter is Haley, and uh, they're pretty great kids, and we live in Canada. We have spent time in the U.S. I'm serving at a church there, uh, but we're back home in Canada, and um, I am on staff at our church as the connections director right now. Amazing. You guys will probably be able to figure out, you would have been able to figure out that she's from Canada, even if she didn't say it, because I feel like you even sound kind of more Canadian now, now that you guys have been back for five years. Uh, every time I talk to you, I'm like, ooh, she sounds more and more Canadian. Yes. Well, <laughs> I always really wanted to stay sounding Canadian when we were in the okay. States. And, okay. um, but it was so funny. I remember when we moved back, I went to like the equivalent of the DMV to yeah. get my license and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, they sound Canadian. Like, uh, like okay, <laughs> we got some work to do on me. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. I, I genuinely, I had never met a Canadian until you. And I was like, oh my gosh. A Canadian like <laughs> here in New Jersey I like couldn't believe it Caitlin told me I didn't know this but Caitlin told me that Canadians are so much nicer than we are 
Oh, a thousand percent. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. You could, so, oh, no, absolutely. Well, since you're Jersey girls, I, um, I remember talking to another Jersey girlfriend of, that you guys both know, and she said to me, um, yeah, it's true. We have a chip on our shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Oh my gosh. It's so true though. So true. what is your whole history in ministry? Because obviously like when you and Rich got married, you were in Canada, you were there for a lot of years, then you came to the United States and you're back in Canada. What's kind of like your ministry journey? Yeah, so um, there's definitely a decently long history, it seems, but um, I, I would say growing up, I never really thought about going into ministry, but basically when I realized that I was going to marry my now husband, I was like, oh, he's on that plan. Maybe I should jump on that, that bandwagon too. And so I actually transferred schools like way back in college. I was um, you know, at a typical university and then I decided to go to Bible college. So I transferred in second year. And then my first uh, job out of school was at a Christian camp while Rich, my husband, was a, a pastor at a church. And so we were both kind of doing this ministry thing pre-kids, um, the, the camps that I have helped over the years or worked at have all been, you know, nonprofit mm -hmm. Christian camps for kids. And um, then the ki kids came along and I was like, ooh, I just wasn't sure, like I love camping ministry and I loved the amount that they could be involved in that, but I just wasn't sure with Rich being obviously very inflexible on weekends that I wanted our family to kind of live apart because yeah. this camp that we worked at would be a couple hours away from where we would typically live. Mm. Anyways, um, over time, uh, he worked at a couple different churches in Canada. Eventually he started um, coaching churches and uh, that's what brought us to the U.S. Eventually, we, he, um, the church that we all met at, Rich was coaching at, at way back. And um, yeah, and so then if they were just like, okay, well, why don't you just come work here as opposed to just coming and helping us every month or whatever. So it took us about a year to say yes to that. Um, and, uh, and then it took some extra time on top of that to actually navigate immigration and all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But when we arrived there, um, I was on what they call a piggyback visa for my husband. So he had a religious visa and ours piggybacked on him, which meant I couldn't work. And so I had some extra downtime that I wasn't used to having. And, uh, it was good for a season to get your, you know, your kids, transitioned well and all that kind of thing get to know the community but um as soon as we got our green cards which was five years in i was like okay let's do this and uh started i joined one of the campus teams at our church and it was multi-site church is a multi-site church and um was able to do that until we moved back and so then ironically everything kind of switched and rich is now the executive director of the camp that we worked at back when we were students and i worked at out of college and now I'm on staff at a church. So he's the pastor's wife now. <laughs> I love that. That is like the best story ever. I love I that. Switched. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So um, yeah, so I'm, I work at our church and, and he's there and um, our kids are really involved in both and uh, mm -hmm. when, they're, when they're home. And that's where we're at these days. That's, that's great. Awesome. I love, so one time I'm gonna have you back another time talk about Raising Kids in Ministry because just that you said, both of your kids are serving alongside you in church. Like I want, I get choked up just no. hearing that. So I did an episode um, earlier and it was about raising kids in church. And it was me and another pastor's wife. And we were like, 
we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Email <laughs> us. Yeah. Call us. Tell right. us how to do this. So, Christine, <laughs> we're going to have you back to tell us how to raise kids in church. All right. Good. But I know for me, when Jason and I first got married, we moved from North Jersey to South Jersey. And that was a challenge. We moved two hours away. I left my family. I left my job. I left my church, my community. And that was two hours away. Yeah. So what was it like for you completely picking up, relocating, leaving everything you knew and starting at a new church, serving there, being a pastor's wife in a new community? What was that like for you? Yeah. So like truth be told, everything about moving to a different country is complicated. And, and I, I didn't anticipate that. So that was just an extra challenge, sometimes an extra stress. And um, the year that we were making that move was also in 2008 when the market crashed or right, right after uh -huh. that. So it was a really hard time to like sell your house and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And so, um, well, anyways, prior to us even deciding that we were going to go, um, like I said, there was the request had come in multiple times over a year or so. And we finally said yes. Um, but we said yes after this is going to sound really spiritual. <laughs> and I, neither Rich or I claim to be that, but bear with me. Um, he decided, well, why don't I go away, like prayer and fasting kind of silence retreat. And um, actually, you know where he went? He went to camp. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's so funny. I hadn't thought of that in a while, but that's where he was. And he just spent some time by himself and praying and reading and trying to discern what God thought of all this. And um one of his greatest gifts to me was that he journaled a ton. And so when he got back from that time away, um, even though we were facing all the issues with our house and immigration and visas and all that kind of stuff, having him, um, like he had shared with me everything from his journal and what he felt like God was saying. And it was, it was all pointing to us moving. And so that was like such a, it was like an anchor point. Mm in that time to be able to look back on that and just feel assured that even though it doesn't feel easy, that it was what was what God had intended. That's and I, so I remember good. it was a big faith building season. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think back on that time a lot actually, because we actually moved back to the town we lived in when that was happening. So I drive by my old house that we were trying to sell all the time and, oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. But anyways, in those days, I remember saying, like, okay, Lord, like every day I get in the shower. Okay, Lord, like, I don't, I'm not sure what you got planned here, but all I know is today I live here and, oh. you know, have your way kind of thing. Like what's going to happen today. And so anyways, we eventually got there and, um, and we had done a number of moves, like kind of immersing myself into a new community wasn't new. So that gave me some confidence, but we were warmly welcomed. Mm. Um, the staff team at the at the time was just you know was manageable and um, in a way that you know families were able to get to know each other and um, there was a couple families that kind of adopted us adopted our kids like in a way um, where it felt like family away from home and you know we we ate meals together and we vacationed together and the kids were in class together with their fake cousins and you know, they did their homework and they played and all sleepovers and driving places, carpool, all that kind of stuff. And so it did not take long because of that connection to feel like, okay, this is our community. And that was even outside of 
those were church people, but that was kind of, yeah, they, they, those people helped us get connected to like the community we lived in, yeah. which just normalized life. So, yeah. so that really helped. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a multi-site church and it, my husband was director of, oper- oh, he wasn't director of operations at the time. I don't recall what his title was, but um, it, whatever his title was, it made him travel around to um, two campuses at that point. And so most Sundays we um, would maybe see him in passing. So that's always a transition. Yeah. yeah. But that wasn't, uh, we had worked at two multi-site churches before that with kids. So yeah, that yeah. even wasn't necessarily new. It was just quirky things like, yeah, it's hard to learn to navigate New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I love yeah. what you yeah, said about their, I love what you said that about their, that you had an anchor like that. You look back and that was your anchor because so many times we could be like, what is going on? Or, Oh Lord, are you in this? Our house isn't selling or is this right? Or, but yeah. I, we can look back to those times that we see that the Lord has spoken to us and we like, hold on to that. You know, yeah. like you, you said you and Rich, like everything was directing you there. And, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a, the greatest gift he gave me. I, I would say was just capturing that and sharing it with me. Cause it would be, I, I'm not sure there was another way for us to be in that t- together at the time, just with the age of our kids and stuff like that. And right. so, um, yeah, I think about that a lot, super thankful for that, his leadership in that way. That's really amazing because for me, like a struggle that I have is that I tend to feel like if something is what God wants, then it's going to be easy, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, if he wants us to move to the United States, you know, whatever, then it's like, everything's just going to be like, the way is going to be paved for us and everything's going to be amazing. We're going to sell our house and get a million dollars over asking. And like, every we're going to get our visas magically dropped out of the sky onto our laps. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's really a testament to your faith that you were like, okay, we decided that we were going to move, but it wasn't easy. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. No. The imagination, like it still was a rocky road to get there. Yeah. And so yeah. And ironically, our move back here was like doors flying yes. open, like high school age kids open to the idea of moving across the border. Right. Wow. It, so we have experienced both. Yeah. And both are hard in their own way, right? You still have to say yeah. all the goodbyes and yeah. there's still logistics, but yeah, like I was, I was basically handed a job, um, you know, when we got yeah. back and our kids were feeling okay about moving and, you know, the house did sell and we found the house we loved and, and that's all first world problems really, but, uh, or, or, but it matters. I don't know, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, we've definitely lived through both. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. So like, tell me about, we mentioned it earlier, how Joy and I met at your house at this prayer group that you had started. What, what's kind of like the history of that group? What made you want to start that? What's the deal with that? Okay, so it goes back even prior to that particular church, but I had this experience like a few churches back and um some so here's a little tip don't try to compliment somebody by putting someone else down i always think that that's the lamest compliment ever (laughs) somebody thinks that it's helpful but it's not but anyway sadly somebody was trying to encourage me it was a pastor and he was like trying to say i can't even remember specifically what he said but it was along the lines of like i just really appreciate your attitude around ministry and I wish my wife was like that and you're so much more positive. And I'm like, yeah, this is so Uh, awkward. 
I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But the thing that I thought immediately was she needs community. Like mm. I knew that's what was dragging her down at the time. And so, you know, it was, I felt awkward, but I felt like I had to reach out to her. I felt awkward because like I was a stay at home mom at the time and she was working full time and I was a bit younger than her. And I felt like she was way more mature and her husband was the lead pastor and my husband was just the whatever pastor. I can't remember. Yeah. And I don't know, I felt super awkward, but, um, in the end I did. And, uh, I, <laughs> to be honest, it's so long ago. I don't even remember exactly where that landed. It might've just been like an exchange of prayer requests and a commitment to pray with each other. I can't exactly remember. Then at the next church I was at, I was super challenged by our um, lead pastor's wife who was like, Hey, let's gather weekly and pray for the church. Now the church was launching brand spanking new, like got to raise money in X amount of days or it's all over. Like all that kind of stuff was going on. Um, and so she, it was basically just staff, female staff who were two, I think at the time, one was admin and one was like, I don't know, operations or something. And then two staff wives, mm. so four of us. And we did, we prayed every week. Oh, okay. I, like, I can't I think it was like Tuesdays at lunch. And then sadly, I'll try to get to this faster, but sadly, one of those girls actually ended up in the hospital after a horrible car accident. So then we started praying over her at her bedside at the hospital. Oh, wow. Anyways, um, when I, we got to New Jersey, I just felt burdened to, to be praying for all the families. Like things were so fast paced and it felt like um, the community that was shown to me and I was invited into at the beginning when we were the size of church that could could make that happen. Mm -hmm. It was just harder and harder to do that as a church grew and as more young families were coming. Yeah. And um, I just really felt like, okay, we need to like pray for these kids for exactly what you're talking about. Like we, we can't have our kids be like, you know, I don't know. They just, we can't have them pay the price if you yeah. will. And their yeah. faith is important to us and we just need to pray for for them that they'll endure this <laughs> and yeah, come yeah. out the other end still loving jesus um so anyways a couple for two good fridays i said let's get everybody together somebody told me this i or i heard it on a podcast or something it's time or read in a blog or whatever it was at the time where they these moms would like pray over every kid in their group mm. and so um we did that for two good fridays we hunkered down in the basement there was about six families at the time all the kids were upstairs they they equaled some crazy number of children yeah. with one babysitter, something like 20 kids or something like that with one, one babysitter upstairs. And it took a long time. We break, yeah. we break for lunch, but basically we would um, go take turns as a family uh, or each family would take a turn. They would talk about their kids. We'd bring each child down. Wow. And if they were, before they came, we would share some private kind of yeah. requests that they wouldn't want to have heard in front of them mm -hmm. or you know by their own ears or whatever and then if they were old enough we would ask them how do you want us to pray for you and then we would pray for every child and uh you end up spending like almost like 45 minutes to an hour on every family wow it was super special super meaningful enough that we did it twice and then we were like it's too much for the babysitter. <laughs> God, and it was bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the team got bigger and it was like, well, who do you include? We don't want to be exclusive. The idea is to be inclusive, but then how do you actually get everybody prayed for in the same way? So I was like, forget it. I'll just, I'll just do the moms. It's too complicated. I'll just yeah. do the moms. 
And um, so that, that's kind of where it came from, was my just burden for families um, who were given their all and making this thing, this amazing ministry thing happen each week uh, across multiple campuses and needed something like what you guys have been talking about, just other, more community of families in the same kind of realm. So yeah, so then it just became, let's share prayer requests. Maybe we'll do it during the day. Then we had some more staff families that joined where some of the women were working. And so then we switched it to evening. And, um, but basically we would just kind of, even if you couldn't be there, we would share some prayer requests. Then we tightened up that dock and who had access to it just because it felt weird. Yeah. Some supervisors of our husbands might be on it. And totally, we just kind of yeah. started to include the people that actually attended and, uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Like I've always been somebody that can tolerate kids in the background and distractions and for the sake of community, that's yeah. as long as that's the point, I yeah. can tolerate that. Not everybody can do that. And so then we started to make some boundaries about kids. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a special group, like just to like tell you, I don't even know that I've ever really expressed to you, like how much it meant to me. Like I was brand new. And, you know, I shared this with joy on the episode where she interviewed me that like when we started at our current church, I just felt like I'm so young and stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody, like, why would anybody think that like Scott and I have any idea what we're doing? Like, we're so young. We don't have kids. Like we've only been married for two years. And I just felt so insecure and just getting that invitation from you, like come to my house on Sunday night. And I remember distinctly, like you saying, like, we're all going to wear sweats or pajamas. So don't dress up. I was like, (laughs) check. And and you were like, so, and we're just going to like hang out and you can meet some of the other wives and like, we'll pray. And I was like, so intimidated, but so happy that you invited me. And it just like, was such an awesome way to create that community and meet people. And, you know, hello, Joy and I, this is five years later. Joy's one of my best friends, you know what I mean? Like, because like we met there, but you know, so it's just like, it's really special and joy. I know that it was really meaningful for you. It was, it's such a gift. That's what it was. It's a gift. And you gave that to us Mm -hmm. because we were new. That's not something we would have started then. And so coming in and finding community. And I think so much of what women's struggle is in ministry, whether they're pastors, wives or in ministry, you feel alone. Mm Or you feel like I'm struggling with this, but who can I tell? Because maybe nobody else is struggling with this. And we were there in a home getting to know each other. And um, I've just had such great friendships from there. And Caitlin is, I just, I feel like it's just a gift, my friendship with her and some of the other women that I still have today. And it's so obvious your heart for that, Christine. Like, it's just, you, you put a lot into it, whether it was come in your sweatpants and there was always something to eat and you made it that place where we could be open and honest and there was a no judgment zone and, and it was really beautiful. And I would love that for, for more women. Totally. Yeah. It was special for me too. I like t- truth be told, when I think back to some of the things I gained out of it, I really missed my nieces and I missed yeah. um, my sister and my sister-in-law and stuff like that. And so for me, it was like a way to get into other people's lives. So they'd trust me with their own kids. So before yeah. I started working at the church, yeah, I had these little besties that would come over and get treats from my cupboard. And they knew that at Mrs. Birchie's they could have whatever they wanted. And Aww. so like there was benefits for me too, obviously. And um, I don't know why, but yeah, I felt like 
you know, it paved the way to be a safe place, even for, for Rich, for some of our families to be able to talk to him and still to talk to him. Um, And I think, I think us being able to gather really, really has helped that and fostered those friendships for us too. Yeah. Well, your husband is a gem. I'm not going to go into that here, but he has been there for my husband. Yeah. um, And has been instrumental in huge life things. And we're so thankful. Absolutely. Same here. Yeah. That's another podcast for another day. We'll talk about the husbands. (laughs) (laughs) So I find this fascinating. You went from, you know, your husband working at a church to then you made the decision to jump on on staff there. And I always tell Jason, like, I love, I love church. I love ministry. I want to work in a church. I'm always saying that, but I feel like I could never work in the, in the church with my husband. I'm like, that just seems too complicated. I don't know somehow, but I always like want to do it, but you jumped in, you worked at the church that he was a pastor. At. How, what was that like? What motiv- motivated you to make that decision? And were there joys and struggles that came with that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So like I said like before, I couldn't work for the first five years. So um, it got kind of practical, to be honest. So I was like, oh, no, I got to we have kids that are going to want to go to school someday. And yeah. I got to make this work. I can't just play with other people's kids and give them treats all the time. <laughs> so once I was able, I started to think, but I was like really craving some kind of work like I had had at home that was really yeah. flexible where you know, maybe it was like some kind of contract position where I could take the summers off and go back home to Canada and, and that sort of thing. And so anyways, um, the way I would always volunteer at church was typically like be a group leader and then help with like one-off events. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those one-off events that I was serving at one day and, um, the campus, I, I, so with our church being at the time being a multi-site church, that made it somewhat easier, right? Because my husband was traveling around all those different sites but we had home base and that's where I served and brought my kids and all that kind of stuff so I was serving at this event and um the campus pastor at the time had like a a kind of a quirky interaction with a core volunteer like under pressure and um and I I kind of watched it happen and then kind of like I don't know if I winked or whatever I just nodded at him knowingly like I get it sorry kind of whatever I did or and then he was like hey like he kind of like couple minutes later, like whispered, like, Hey, would you ever consider working here? Like, it was just like this moment where we connected. And I was like, Oh, like even in the context of the way I was volunteering that day, it helped me realize, Oh, maybe I do have something to offer. Cause I'd never worked at a church before. Right. Like I had been a good pastor's wife over the years, but I'd never (laughs) worked at one. And, um, so anyways, I went into it. Like I said, I was looking for something flexible. I was like, well, if he's asking me, like, maybe I could try and work it out so that I could be could go home in the summers, maybe it could be like halftime. And right, right. I had all the best laid plans. And then literally like the first thing that came out of, I don't even think it was like a formal interview. It was like a coffee to talk about it or whatever was like, I mean, it's not going to be like, we're not going to ever make this a part-time job or anything. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. never mind. Scratch that part of my notes. Move yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was fun. Like joined that team. It was very quirky on the first day. Cause like yeah. the first day you spend time, like you're getting onboarded. So you're spending time like doing HR stuff in the office and all that, which is where my husband was. And I remember like everyone was all excited. Christine's here. It was yeah. so nice. And cause they're like my friends. Yeah. And then he was so weird. Ah. He, like, <laughs> he was like saying hi to everybody around me. And then like, Hey, and they walk by. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, if this is what it's going to be like, I don't want to know if I want to do this. But yeah. anyways, so we had a talk that evening and uh, <laughs> yeah, we figured out how to act. <laughs> there. But the whole thing was like, it is quirky when you're at the same church because you know, yeah. quite honestly, my interview was a lot about him and how's it going to work with him? And I'm like, isn't this about me getting a job as opposed yeah. to who my husband is or whatever? But totally. anyways, yeah, so that's how that happened. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I had, I loved that job. I felt like the job itself was just, um, because obviously there's hard parts of every job, but I just felt like, no, this job is, a. it, it kind of like, it just meets the needs for what I want to do from a calling point of view. Like mm. I really feel like I'm, and I'm really just kind of able to put words to this in the last couple months, mm. but looking back over life, the things that have made my heart sing, the things where I feel like, um, you know, God's been able to use me and, and that sort of thing. It's all related to helping people understand that life is better when you're connected into community. Mm. And, uh, and so I felt like that job actually allowed me to, exercise that muscle a little bit and then pave the way for this role that I'm in right now. So, mm. yeah, that's really cool. I, I love how you're, you just have such a great positive as, as long as I've known you, you're just so upbeat and positive and you see the positive side of life. And I'm sure you have your moments of, you know, that that's not 100% the case all the time. Um, but I love how you see things in that way. I'm much more of a melancholy person. You know, Caitlin and I are Jersey girls. We're like, you know, the chip, you got the chip that we That's have the chip, the chip kind of skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always appreciated that about you. You're just like a beam of light. Oh, absolutely. I'm always <laughs> like, I, I remember like anytime I would be around you, I was like, you know, I realized like I am so sarcastic. Like, <laughs> like I need to like rein it in, you know what I mean? Cause I'm just like, yikes I think I sound like an angry person all the time I need to like rein it in with the sarcasm but I can blame Jersey it's yeah not yeah it's not, <laughs> it's not your fault <laughs> it come by naturally <laughs> so Christine if you now you're you've had years in ministry being a pastor's wife being in ministry serving in church if you could go back and tell yourself three things from when you started out in ministry till now like if you could look back on your early years, your new self, just starting out. What are those three things that you would tell yourself? All right. Well, obviously when you have, when you're asked a question and you have to list three things, you know, you've prepared ahead of time for that. <laughs> so, but that's a helpful question to have time to think through for sure. Um, the first thing that came to mind was I wish I knew then, or had somebody like take me by the shoulders and shake me a little bit and look me in the eye and say, it's not about you. Oh. Yes. I think I particularly early on, probably in the woe is me, my kids are little, I'm shut up in this house, he's out late all the time. Like I think um in those days I took everything personally. Like mm. this is an offense against me. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and honestly, there were things where it's like, really? Like, how is this happening? So many things would happen on a Sunday. It felt like yeah. like lose your wallet in a store and wonder if it's been stolen. Hard to know. Lock the kids yeah. in the car, lose the keys in the church lobby. The little boy takes them somewhere. Who knows where they are? Like all yes. those things happened to me. Always. And I took oh. it all personally. Yeah. Like, and it's, but it's not about me, you know? Yeah. And, and I wish I had a better grasp on that 
um, kind of in those days. Like I wish I had a better filter for mm -hmm. those things that feel like um, have the potential to weigh you down. So that's one of the things I'd say. Um, I would also say that like it's never too early to work on your marriage with intention. Like mm -hmm. I like I never felt like Rich and I necessarily had an unhealthy marriage, but I think if we I think if I'm honest, like we didn't prioritize the date night thing, mostly because it was a financial issue. Everybody says you just got to arrange it and you got to, you got to make it work, whatever it takes, you got to make it work. Yeah. I don't know. We couldn't make it work or we didn't yeah. make it work or however you want to say it. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know that that's necessarily the specific answer, but I do think that we could have probably weathered storms in a more healthy way yeah. earlier had we been building into our marriage we've done counseling since then and love that and find that helpful yeah. we're much better at date nights of course it's just logistically way easier these days yeah, yeah. um <laughs> it's funny because every uh, probably once a month at least when we're by ourselves because our people are basically mini adults mm -hmm. he'll say to me we're gonna be okay right like after the kids Aww. are really gone like Aww. we're gonna be okay and I'm like absolutely like we're rocking this half emptiness. Totally. Thing. Yes. So, I can't I wait for that. I'm like, when are the kids leaving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? Like, are you, are you guys, cause I'm like way behind you, obviously my children are one and three. So I'm like one day, right. Like I won't be like, like even just before this, I was like throwing the baby in bed and I'm like, ABCD. Okay. Good night, I love you. Like running down here. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like in the thick of it. Like yes. the baby's like, um, but like, what are you, what was your emotions like launching? Like, Hey, like now that Haley's at college and like Hunter's going to be there soon. Like, were you like, yay, we did it. Or were you like the sobbing mom? Oh, I was all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Like at the same time, within seconds of each other, like, it's like there, if I'm honest, and this is a parenting thing, but I like kind of feared parenting teenagers yeah possibly because i was one that should have been feared ah. um but and i kind of like we, we just went at it weekend by weekend like are we gonna be good are we gonna be good and yeah. i actually think our move home was really good for that for like pulling us together as a family and quite frankly for erasing some friendships out of our kids lives and yeah. that sort of thing but um yeah, so I was nervous. So there was like this sense of relief. Okay, this it, yeah. feel, it felt like a mile marker. We made it. All the yeah. thing I worried about for the last twenty years, we made yes. it. Yes, yeah, um, that's so. And good. then, but then there's like fun celebration type things that I mean, yeah, sure, I cried when I when we set up her room at university the first year, and I didn't cry this year when she moved back to her house uh -huh. with her roommates. I didn't cry. Rich totally misses her, and. Um, and like he's I think it's a daddy daughter thing right like mm, yeah I'm just thankful to hear later how our day's going and and stuff like that but and we get to see each other pretty pretty fairly often which is nice but it's it's something to celebrate when your kid yeah. can actually like make it work and yes. be out on their own and be somewhat responsible for themselves financially and totally. actually cook Huge. food in the end. Oh my gosh. Like, yes. I feel like I'm going to have such a sigh of relief. Like, I feel like when you get to a point, you can look back on your kids and be like, they're walking with the Lord. Mm, they yeah. love God. They're surviving. Like I, right now I'm dealing with six, almost 17 year old attitude and a 13 year old attitude. So I'm like, you need to, like, I can't wait till you're out of the house. Like yes. when they're nice, I love them. And I'm like, never. Yes. Yeah. 
but I'm like, I, I feel like, oh, I'm going to have that moment of they love God and they're surviving yeah. and I'm going to take a breath and be it. like, yeah. I did good. Yes, of course you did good. Oh, well, yeah. well, it's to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> so you have yeah, one no, more thing. Yeah. What's up? So oh, you, one more you, thing. You, I tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was my other thing? Oh yeah. Say this. Um, I, I wish um, that I could have told myself and reminded myself repeatedly to know Jesus better. And I think that's related to the taking things personally and yeah. not being all about me. Like I remember a mentor at the time say, when I transferred schools, her saying to me, listen, just because you're going to Bible school or Bible college doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have to keep working on your relationship with Jesus. Mm, like yeah. you have so much reading to do, but you have to read for your relationship with Jesus. And I, so I had all the great counsel um, and I don't, and I probably did, like I'm a box checker. I would have just done what I was told, but um, I just feel like it's only in the last, I don't know, five years that I feel like um, I'm, I'm able to like try to imagine what it means to be more like Jesus. Mm. And the only way to do that is to know him and to just, pour yourself over the Bible and like I'm a gospels girl so I just basically constantly read the gospels to know yeah. Jesus better um so yeah I wish I I wish I started investing in that earlier in life mm, so yeah. good mm, that is good I feel like that's such a good word what you said about not taking everything personally and that along with knowing Jesus better because yeah I mean I'm totally guilty of that, you know, especially now, like, you know, like I said, I have two little kids and it's like really easy for me on a Sunday morning. Well, I mean, not during COVID, but you know, in <laughs> other times, you know, when we're not in a global pandemic to be like, oh my gosh, like all of my friends have help, like from their husbands, getting their kids out the door and getting them to Sunday school on time. And then like, whatever, like, and then it's like, I get there and I feel like we're so frazzled and blah, blah, blah. And like this kid needed to change her clothes and that one dumped her cereal on her lap. And like, I'm alone, I'm doing this by myself. And it's like easy to get very caught up and like, this is so hard for me, for me. And it's like, it's not about me, yeah. you know? Like, okay, so guess what? Like your husband's doing ministry and like you get to do that alongside him. And that's a really amazing thing, you know? Yeah. And I like, think I even like, I remember once, um, like being in my group and finally uttering those words, like, I need you to know that I actually don't really like Sundays. Oh, <laughs> I, every pastor's wife is always like, it's the worst day of the week, which yeah. is so bad. It's like, you would think that we would all be like, yes, literally. It's always the, like, the cool thing was, and it, it kind of worked for a little bit. The cool thing was they were like, tell us more. Like what, how can we help you? And they started meeting me at the door and like That's taking so one of the slippery oh. babies in the snowsuit and like, and carrying that, like all those things. So yeah. I do think you have to invite people into that in, yeah. in a respectful way. Like, um, yeah, you can't, that's the community piece. You can't do that stuff. Yeah. Alone. People need to and know. And it does get easier. I know for Absolutely. me, as my kids have gotten older Sundays, like it does, not only does it get easier, I've come to love Sundays because you yeah. don't have that added pressure of like the kids, the kids, the kids, you know, yeah, my kids just, yeah. they walk in with me. They walk, I don't have to keep tabs on them. I don't have to get them ready. They shower themselves. They dress themselves. So it does get easier. Yeah. And I love that too. Like it's remembering it's not all about you. And I think that's yeah. so great. 
even for like, sometimes we expect ministry to be so easy. Like even Caitlin, you were saying to Christine, like, I feel like if this is the Lord, it's going to be easy. And we expect like ministry is going to be beautiful and easy. And sometimes, you know, we have to realize it's not about us. It's hard and that's okay. It's going to be that way sometimes. Nobody promised anybody that following Jesus is going to be easy. Right. I think that's where people get tripped up because they think that goes along with it. Yeah. Like, I think that people get like, and I I'm guilty of this. If people are like, well, if it's God's will and you're like, the rest of that sentence isn't, then it will be easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's like, you kind of like assume that people are like, well, like we just pray like the Lord's will be done, you know? And then we just say these things to each other. Like, well, if it's God's will, it'll happen, blah, blah, blah. But in our head, we're really thinking if it's God's will, it's going to be easy and exactly what I want. And like, a sunflower, sunflowery, beautiful little situation. You know what I mean? And sometimes, yeah, like you said, when you guys moved back to Canada, it really was like this amazingly lovely situation where you walked into a job and the kids were happy and Rich was happy and everything was good, but it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. So what Obviously, you know, we've talked a lot about like the struggles and things like that, but what has been really rewarding for you in ministry? Like, obviously I'm sure there's like a million things, but one thing. (laughs) Yeah. Two things come to mind. I feel like, um, ministry roles and, and kind of life around that has just allowed me to see, um, God's provision so many times over and over again, even with regards to the moves, both moves. The yeah. hard one and the easier one. Like, yeah. um, but it goes back, that goes back all the way to like when we were first married and mm-hmm. had nothing and did the $30 for the last week of the month, like for groceries, like all of that, like yeah. just story after story of God providing. And to the point where I'm like, often, if I get in a conversation about giving, mm-hmm. I have, you know, more than once said things about like, don't you think we would be feel closer to Jesus if we gave so extravagantly financially that we had to rely on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that the only reason I can say that is because I had so many cool experiences yeah. where God has been gracious and, and provided and met needs when it didn't seem possible. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing, oh, I can't even imagine this without like this season of life without this piece. Um, but I just feel like ministry has allowed for other adults who love Jesus to speak into my kids' lives. Mm. and um like I was thinking even as we were chatting the other day Caitlin that like some Scott your your Scott was the first person that let Haley drive his vehicle oh I remember that (laughs) you're probably in the car (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but you know just and I have to say like this is a solid piece of advice I give to other families in ministry is that the best thing you can do for your kids faith is to find something that is, find a ministry or people or whatever that aren't attached to your work, mm. that love Jesus and that your kids can, can love. And so for us in Jersey, that was Young Life. Camp has been really good for that. Harder yeah. now that we, that Rich works there. But, yeah. um, you know, if you think, if I look back at like my kids' baptism stories, that's, those are the people and those are the places yeah. that my kids have talked about. Not you know, consistent student ministry or, um, or kids ministry at church. And, and that, and we had to be really intentional about letting that be okay. 
Um, because there was days where my kid would rather go to Young Life than our church for, yeah. for youth group or whatever. And, um, and there was days where like the Young Life people were like, come on, be on our committee, help us. And we're like, we will give you all the money we can and we will give you, send all the snacks and drive all the kids, but we will not be involved. Like, yeah. because this has to be a place where my kids can um, Without us. not be a pastor's kid. Totally. Oh, and so I, I just think, even at church, I'm not saying that those key relationships didn't happen through church. A lot of them did. Yeah. Um, my son said that today, like he was talking about our student ministry at our church right now. <laughs> he was holding a mug like this that was branded for the student ministry. And he's like, I mean, that's been really good to me, this ministry. And I was like, yes, it has. Like, it's, So he, they know, and they know those people. And I think um, that's been probably the greatest gift is those connections. I love that. Having... Yeah. It's very interesting that you're saying this because yesterday we were, it w- we were at church. Mm-hmm. It was like our first time back since March mm-hmm. and Jonah, my 13 year old had like, like graduated from what they call club six. And it's mm-hmm. this year of, it's, it's kind of like a catechism class. Like they, they go mm-hmm. over Bible, they learn verses, they talk about faith. They give them a class on manners. It's really incredible. Mm-hmm. And so they had like a little ceremony for him. So he's going from sixth grade into seventh grade, which seventh grade starts their youth group. And so I'm, I'm in service and I feel myself starting to get worked up as soon as I realize next, well, now he's going into their youth group. And I, I said to my husband, I don't want him going to the youth group there. (laughs) And he, my husband was like, why? And I said, well, look at what happened with James. So our son was so involved in his youth group. And when we left that church, mm. it devastated him. Yeah. It rocked his faith. He, he refuses to go to youth group. And so I was like, can't we send Jonah? I love our church's youth group right now. I love it. They're amazing leaders. They're passionate. And I said to him, like, I just don't want him to get hurt. What do you, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Yeah. I want him to go somewhere where if we... Like, I don't know. We may be there forever. We may leave tomorrow. I have no idea, but I'm so Mm -hmm. afraid of his heart because Mm -hmm. I've seen what my older son went through. So I love what you're saying because I think I didn't know if there was freedom for that. Like, can they go to other places outside? And I love that you're saying that because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't, maybe he should go to our youth group, but maybe he can go to another place too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like, what is the goal of youth group or whatever? It's so that they have, uh, they see other students in the same realm as them and that they have other adults speaking into their life. Yeah. So why does it matter where that happens? I mean, right. And sure. There's moments where I was like, Oh, I kind of wish she liked it. Like they'll feel this feels awkward, but, and some days she did mostly with girls. It's about who's there. Right. (laughs) And if they're comfortable with the friends. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind uh, for like pastors, kids in general, you know, that it's like sometimes we just have to let them go somewhere where they're not the pastor's kid, you know yeah. what I mean? And so like my dad, uh, you know, did that with my youngest sister, you know, when she was in high school, she was like, I really would rather go to youth group at this other church because that's where like all of her friends from school were all went to that one and whatever. And I think she just wanted to be able to go somewhere where she wasn't the pastor's kid, yeah. you know, and my dad. I think at first struggled with it. And then he was like, you know what? Go. I like, cause again, it's like, what is the point of it? Right? Like the point of it is for her to go and exactly like have 
Christian leaders that are building into her and loving her and whatever. And it's like, if she'd rather go over there, then fine. You know, yeah. Plus, if that's the thing that you're fighting with your daughter about, totally group she's going to go to, you're probably right. doing okay. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. Mm, that's really good. Um, so how do you get fed? Like, cause you, I mean, so you have been, okay, wait, wait, before you tell us how you got, you get fed, tell us really quickly, tell everybody really quickly, your like roller coaster of an experience at your church. Since you guys have moved back five years ago, you've been like every position. <laughs> you've like held every role. No, not really. <laughs> um, no, it's just changed a little bit. I think Scott exaggerates. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started part-time there. I was kind of an experiment. Mm -hmm. um, they were kind of looking at the model that we, we had at the church we were at and, um, and, and thinking, okay, maybe we could go this direction, but we're just, we're just going to throw part-time money at it for now. Um, and then it, about six months later, I went full-time. So then I had responsibilities across all the campuses mm -hmm. and, um, and that's how it rolled for a couple years. And then, um, I always reported to the campus pastor that hired me and, uh, and then he moved. And so I ended up being campus pastor for um, about nine months. That's wow. a long time. Yeah, actually. I could have had a baby in that time. Seriously. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so that literally we hired, I guess it was maybe eight months because it was before, it was pre-pandemic, but um, we had a new guy come. He was there for two weeks. We co-hosted and then we shut down. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and then we're, I mean, my title is still the same thing. Mm -hmm. We have all, like everybody has, we've restructured and, yeah. and there's a little bit of restructuring ahead. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to be the campus pastor anymore. <laughs> oh, there we go. So how do you get fed with all that? Because it's like, you know, you're working full time at a church. Rich is running a camp, you know, that's a Christian ministry. It's a lot. So how do you get fed? Yeah, well, um, yeah, most time, most, anytime you talk to me, I'm, like I said before, like I'm, um, reading the gospels. That's a, I'm just trying to keep plugging along, knowing Jesus better. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at like discipline type things and schedules and all that. So it's not actually hard for me to, to work that into my daily routine. Um, what is hard for me to do is to take it in like to actually let it sink and sit. And, and so I've been, um, just, this is more experimental in the last year. Or so I've been, um, have you guys ever heard of the app praise you go? No. Oh, you have to check it out. It's totally different than anything that I ever grew up with because it's a it's way more liturgical than I'm used to, but it's a daily reading. Okay. They read it to you. Typically it's like in some lovely accent from the mm. UK somewhere or whatever. Like that. Um, some music. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it's folky. Sometimes it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so reading music, um, like a prompt to specifically pray about the passage or through the passage and then listen to the passage again. And, um, and it's about, you know, 12 minutes or something like that. I just find that that totally slows me down. Yeah. And, and what's it called? Pray as you go. All right. I I, like I'm going to put that in the show notes here. Yeah. Oh. I just, I love it. I love it. It was a friend of mine from Jersey actually that recommended it to me. And, um, and so I, I, I found that to be really, really helpful. Um, so yeah, I think just kind of like a routine 
a routine for connecting with Jesus has been yeah. good for me. Um, I'll always be a part of a group, even though that's my job and I have to be like, mm -hmm. I just think the regular rhythm of connecting with people, even when it's not perfect, yeah, even, you know, even when it's like you're having a fight with your husband an hour before they're all coming. Like, I just think totally that's, you know, God intended for us to be together. Mm. And, um, so that's, I do think that feeds me. I actually think it's even more than the conversation that we have, the discipline of prioritizing it. Mm. it is yeah. Good that's um, so good. and then lately I've been really trying to work on Sabbath. Oh yeah. I'm not, how do you do that? Do you do Saturday? Um, so I do it by myself. So okay. it doesn't, my, my day off sometimes lines up with riches, but not always. So it's a, it's kind of a me thing. Like it involves staying, not usually sleeping in, I'm not great at sleeping in, but like at least staying in bed longer. Yeah. Um, I love when it involves, um, something creative, like mm -hmm. if I can just do something with my hands, but I'll just catch up on podcasts and yeah. exercise and, and I still putz around the house. Like I haven't like been really good at like, I'm not going to work at all. Like, well, right. Yeah. It's hard not to, for it to become, it's my day off. So it's hard not for not it to become a, like a catch up day at home right. and stuff mm -hmm. like right. that. But I think just giving myself permission to yeah. not fill the day. And right. giving myself permission to be like, no, I'm so sorry. I can't meet for your coffee with you that day. Yes. Or letting myself off that hook and meeting with a really good girlfriend for coffee that day. Yeah. That's not work related. That's just, yes. so people always, most people feed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say people always feed me, but um, yeah, just try to maintain relationships with good friends and yeah. love that. That's so good. I just want to thank you so much um, for coming on here, sharing your experiences, your wisdom, your knowledge. I think it's, it's so great for other women to hear, especially women who are new to ministry. Yeah. And you're so real. And so sometimes it's like, am I, am I doing like you question what you're doing? Am I doing this right? Mm -hmm. And I just think that you're somebody that is just so inspiring. So thank, thank you. you. Oh my goodness. It's so fun to see your faces. I wish everyone could see your face on a podcast because you're so lovely. But my pleasure to be here. I know. So good to see you too. So do we have, do you have any, this is off script, any last punch of encouragement for any oh. woman in ministry out there? Totally putting you on the spot. I can edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a good little pause there if you need it. Um, yeah, I think. I think I've had the privilege of being able to like, particularly in the pastor's wife role, um, the privilege of working at churches when there, where there wasn't like expectations. I have worked, yeah. Rich has worked at a church where there was some quirky expectations. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but That's I, lady organ, thank you. I feel like these days it's a little bit better. Like yeah. there's yeah. not, I, I don't know. I can, unfortunately I can't speak for every church and I'm sure there's some that are still struggling in this area, yeah. but I think if you're in one of those spots where it's like, they think they got a two for one, mm. like you just gotta be real or be aware of that when you're going to your next place. Like yeah. you have your, your own life and, and yes, you want to be supportive. Um, you, I, you know, I often feel badly for women that didn't 
like they married an insurance agent and then he became a pastor. I always feel badly yeah. for them because I knew what I was signed up for. That's yeah. so true. And, and I know that's not everybody's situation. Yeah. Um, but I would, honestly, I would just say like, make that a part of the conversation. What are the, like, if you're, you know, interviewing in another church, like, what are the expectations of me? Because I have this other life or I'm, I'm full-time momming or yeah, I work over here and absolutely, I love the church and I want to be at a church that I love to attend. Um, yes. So I just think it's love that. wise to make that a part of the conversation. Yeah, totally. totally. I knew what I was like, yeah, marrying into ministry. This is going to be fun. This is going to be great. Yeah. I had no <laughs> idea what it would be like. I mean, it is fun and it is great. I just didn't know it'd be hard. Totally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it's hard even when you know, right? Like, like you said, it's hard even then, yeah. but yeah. like, it's so good that you guys focus on, you know, the, the positives we can bring out of it. Like, like those adults yeah. in my lives and God's provision and whatever else. Yeah. Totally. I love ministry. It's my passion. I love it. I love doing it with my husband. I like my heart and I know Caitlin's heart. It's like to, to be honest about the struggles. Yeah. So we're like, we're yeah. in this together, but also be like, you can thrive here. You can mm -hmm. love it. You can enjoy it. And su let's support each other. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And it's so great to see you. We have to do this again soon. Yes, this is fun. Love you guys. Yeah, you too. Good love to you. see you girls. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next week for another episode. Check out our website, joyforministry.com. You can email us at joyforministry at gmail.com. Make sure you share us with your friends, rate us, subscribe. We want to walk alongside you on your ministry journey. Hey, we'll talk to you next week.